Are you looking to build your DIY workshop business? Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, a place to inspire, gather, and connect with other creatives. To help grow your impact and your creative business, I'm your host and business coach, Jacqueline Diaz. Okay, so we've just set the date for our first event that we're going to be hosting on January 26th and 27th so that we have an opportunity to really focus on the business of DIY, where we're learning, connecting with others in the same industry, and implementing these new skills that we're going to learn so that we can make 2020 the most amazing year for our businesses. So I'll put the link down below so you can learn a little bit more, and I'll be sharing more throughout the next few months as well. Now, this event is going to be live and in person if you can attend, uh, but it will also be recorded. So the link below will give you more information as well. But in the meantime, block those days aside. This is going to be a lot of content that you're not going to want to miss. Welcome to episode 17 of the Workshop Podcast. We're going into part two of our interview with Rosemary March today, and we're talking about branding. And it's sometimes really difficult to think what branding really actually is. So Rosemary has really clearly laid out to us uh, the definition of branding. She's given us some tips on what to think about when we're looking at our businesses in regards to branding. She talks about what branding guides can include and how this can really help us gain loyalty for our brand and our customers Uh, Also internally from staff perspective, when they really understand the brand and what they value. And she gives us some really good resources to look at that can help us really define what that will look like. We are here with Rosemary March uh, talking about branding. Branding is something that a lot of people don't understand what it is. So Rosemary, why don't you first tell our listeners just a little bit about you? Yes. And how you got so passionate about branding. Yes. So um, I don't know if you listen to our other podcasts, but I am a graphic designer primarily. So my background professionally is design. Um, But since moving into freelancing, I'm doing a lot of marketing stuff as well. Often, especially because small business owners maybe don't have the budget for a marketing person and a designer. So kind of filling both shoes and uh, some photography, a little bit of everything. And what's really made me so passionate about branding is that I've really seen in small businesses, how it can achieve extremely good results just by keeping the consistency of your branding throughout. So that's a, it's a great way to get a leg up on your competition for sure. Now branding can be good and it can go really wrong. So what are some tips or some things to look out for good versus bad? Yeah. So basically um, when it comes to branding, a lot of people don't even know what that means, but basically your brand is your user experience with your visuals and your voice. So for instance, um, you have a logo, but that's not your brand. That's just your logo. Your brand is, you know, how your website looks, how your uh, in-store experience feels and looks, how you present yourself. It's a culmination of everything and how the general public feels about your business. So um, branding can be bad, especially if you go a little bit too off track with your marketing materials. And it's hard for people to get brand recognition going for your small business. So for instance, like a company like Lululemon, anytime you come in contact with their brand and their brand touch points, it's consistent. You're like, oh, immediately you know who it is and what they're about. So with your small business, if you're using programs like Canva or you know DIY type of programs for creating graphics, 
you might have like a whole bunch of different fonts, different colors, and it makes it really challenging for your consumer to recognize your business. So it's very important to sort of build that consistency with your brand and keep on track. Even if your branding is maybe a little bit dated, it's maybe not good quote unquote, if it's consistent, people will still see it as quality. In and my that's opinion. the trick sometimes yes. is because there's so many shiny objects out there that yes. you're like, maybe I should try this or this other company was doing this. Maybe I should do that too. Yes. This, this is really challenging. <laughs> I, even myself, I find this, I'm like, jump on that bandwagon as soon as I see something <laughs> cool. But you can just keep your logo if it's half decent. If, if it's half decent, you can expand on it completely and build a cool brand around it. And your brand doesn't have to stay the same over time to be consistent. You can evolve it, but just keeping some semblance of consistency is key. Like if you look at the Starbucks logo, it has completely changed over the years, but the core branding has remained the same. So that's something to consider. And one thing I have noticed with small business owners is they tend to think small. They think of themselves as a small business. Well, no, if you set yourself up with, you know, a brand guide or brand style guide and these base tools, even, you know, a mission statement, some internal marketing components, down the line, you will already have those pillars set up for the future when you become a larger business. Yeah. And those things too, just really instill a lot of clarity for yourself yes. as a business owner as to what direction am I going in? How do I want my customers to feel? What is that experience going to look like? Definitely. What colors do I resonate with? And even to, it helps you make business decisions when it comes to collaborations or committing to events or committing to even craft markets or anything you're doing, you can look at it. Does this align with my brand? Does this align with my mission statement? Does it align totally. with my goals? If it's something that you feel doesn't fit your brand, don't do it. And this applies for like, for, like you said, DIY businesses, but it can even apply to individuals, bloggers, people who are just starting out. If something's not on brand for you, it's better to keep the consistency than to jump on every single opportunity, in my opinion. And so branding is the bigger picture vision yes. of your business. Yes. And it is great too, because people come to trust that voice and people like, you know, someone of a Jillian Harris type, people come to trust her judgment and her suggestions because they believe in her voice and they believe in her brand. So if you can craft that presence for yourself, you're going to be successful because you'll develop a loyal audience. And so we were talking a little bit too about the, the staff that you hire and the yes. people, the customers that you attract, you want them to kind of embody the same branding. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to say, especially when you're starting out, but it's okay to repel some people, you know, your brand's not going to be for everybody, but serving your audience in a constructive way and a way that's going to give them the most value is really important. So, um, even choosing the type of staff you hire, you know, you wouldn't hire somebody who isn't dynamic and excited to see your customers if your brand is upbeat and just making sure that when they come to your space, they feel that same energy and this is actually something that Joanna Gaines talks a lot about, you know, in her book, you know, when she opened her first store, she always had fresh flowers. She always had a candle burning. She was creating an ambiance for her customers. And this is something that I think is very important. And yeah. it's definitely part of your brand. And actually, this is a great lead into DIY workshops. So as a small business owner, you start offering workshops and somehow you get this presence of, I'm the only one who can do this. Mm -hmm. But in fact... It is a teachable skill that yes. you can teach staff to take over as long as you clearly lay out what it is that you want that experience to look like. So it should be something that is replicatable. It, for sure. And it's really something that, again, a lot of small business owners don't think about right away. 
I've even pitched this to medium-sized businesses and they go, ooh, I don't know. But internal marketing is key. When somebody is, is onboarded as a staff member, they should get a booklet that explains the employee mm-hmm. culture. Even if you have two employees, yes. hey, this is what we are, this is what we aren't. We're personable, upbeat, we're willing to go the extra mile for the customer. We're not moody, showing up in ripped jeans or, you know, whatever those those words you want to convey to your customer, the, your best way of doing that is through your staff and your in-store experience. I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And it also creates loyalty. Yes. If they believe in the same thing that you do. Yes. And they, they see what you're all about and they, like you said, become loyal to the brand and, and want to help grow that vision over time for sure. Awesome. And so now there is a difference between in-person and online experience experience yeah Yeah. so you want to keep it consistent in the way that if somebody goes to your online store they're experiencing a very very similar atmosphere that they would in your in-store experience so if you have things on your site that can make it feel more personable do that especially in e-commerce based sites having um, a system where people can text into the store to get information encouraging people to call the store if you have a physical location encouraging people to connect with you and even through your imagery, selling your brand in a positive way on your site. Now, Rosemary and I are in person today, which is very unique. Uh, And Rosemary, you've never been to my house before. No, this is my first time here. Yes. (laughs) And she said to me, you're very on brand. Yes, this is very true. Yeah. As soon as I walked in, I I knew it was Jacqueline's house. And that's something that uh, often people miss the boat on. And I'm not saying you have to put yourself in a box and do everything on brand. But Jacqueline's business is authentic because it represents who she is really as a person. And I think you, you know, you took what you have at home and you brought it into your store. So people feel like it's a connection of you almost, I would say. Exactly. And what was really important to me is that home-like environment. Because you're making decor for the home and, and creating that space really off the bat helps your customers just get that feeling of, I like to be, I like being here. And one of the things that I think Homeworks does really well is it's not stuffy. You don't walk in and feel like it's too upscale. Like you can, you can have fun there. It's like a creative space. And I think that is really good for the DIY environment. And I like the paints are out and it just feels inviting. And like you said, like home, not too, too uptight. Thank you. Um, But it is tricky to Mm -hmm. capture that feeling. Yeah online definitely and that's something that you can do through branding your imagery and this is something that I help Jacqueline with um, by coming to the store and doing photography and we've set up a Lightroom filter that's set up specifically for the store so it has a consistent feel if you don't have the luxury of having a retail space yet and you don't have someone coming to take photos you can do them on your own too. take a photography class invest in yourself a little bit even if you're taking them on your cell phone just increasing that quality of photo that you're taking downloading some quality applications for that as well. Even just going online and sourcing quality commercial stock images if you're really just needing to get something Well, it is there. amazing just having your iPhone and how good the quality can be. But yes. there are a few tricks to using it to really increase the quality and, um, and keeping it on brand. So you don't need to make a huge investment to nope. get started. You definitely don't. And even if you have a friend who is really great at photography... Just ask them for lunch. Hey, can you give me some tips? And pick their brain because a lot of times they want to show you that experience and how they take their photos. Uh, For myself, I take most of my Instagram photos on my phone. I rarely use my camera because the phone quality is so good nowadays. And with editing at your fingertips like Lightroom Mobile, which is a free application, 
you can really create a stunning photo in a matter of minutes. Yeah, so something that Rosemary's done for yes. me is create the Lightroom filter for my phone, which I have not uploaded yet and I have to do, um, but uh, definitely so that you can get some of those candid photos and yes. get those branding photos that uh, you do so well for us. Yeah, and I, we were talking earlier before we um, got on the mics about it doesn't always have to be perfect. If you have a great photo and it's not in your filter, but you want to share some people having an incredible experience at your space, post it because that's still selling the essence of your brand and that's being authentic as well. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about Lightroom. So how can we use filters? So someone who is not in the design industry may not know what Lightroom is or a filter. So how do you break that down a little bit? So it is a tiny bit tricky with Lightroom because it is somewhat connected to the Adobe products on your desktop. So if you have the luxury of having Adobe products, you can easily install the filters on Lightroom CC and they'll show up on your phone, which is great. If you don't have um, Lightroom CC on your computer, there is workarounds to get those custom filters into Lightroom. Yeah. Now CC is Creative Cloud. Creative Cloud, yes. Yeah. So it's a membership that you pay monthly to uh, use the Adobe programs. If you don't have those handy, you can definitely um, use some workarounds online. Just search Lightroom install for phones and you can figure it out. Um, if you don't have Lightroom, there is actually some other good apps that you can use. You can use a color story, it's awesome. And Snapseed is a Google product as well. And honestly, like if you just keep it consistent, even the built-in filters, if you just always use the same one or something similar, you're going to create that visual consistency on your social platform. So yeah, it's a good place to start. Totally. And even just editing the photos as so much as to make them brighter. Yes. And it's great too, because a lot of times I know we, we really like the aesthetic of some of our favorite bloggers, like someone like Jillian Harris and Monica Hibbs. They do have their own presets yeah. you can purchase, which is kind of fun if you want to take those, tweak the colors around a bit and save them as your own. You can use those as a base to uh, get the style you're looking for. Definitely. Well. And there's nothing wrong with buying something that's already been created Definitely. to yes. get you started. Yeah. Um, now, you talked a little bit about a branding guide. Yes. What would that entail? So sometimes it's difficult when your ideas are jumbled in our minds. We're always trying to remember everything. But one of the things I teach in my classes is to have a brand guide. So if you don't have one made and you don't have a designer making one for you, you can put one together on your own. So this is simple. Um, what my brand guides usually include is the logo, any secondary logos that you have. Sometimes you have more than one version of your uh, branded logo. Um, two to three fonts. So I usually choose the fonts and I include them in the document that are on brand. They don't have to be the fonts in your logo. They're just fonts you're going to use on your website, in your business cards, other printed media, wherever. Um, a selection of colors. I usually do about five and we use include the color codes, which I will tell you how to get in a second. And a mood board. So I'll take some images that inspire the brand and put them all together in a little collage. And basically this is the image we're trying to create. So anytime you're looking at taking a photo or looking to um, hire a photographer, you can even send them this document and say, this is the vision we're going for. And you can make sure that their style aligns with your brand. Um, if you don't have a color palette for your business, there is an amazing free program called Adobe Color. So this is online. And what you can do is you can take your logo if it's colorized or you can take an inspiration photo and it will create a color palette for you and tell you all the codes. So that's amazing and you can save it to your computer. So if you really love purple and you have like a picture of a purple flower, you can upload that file and it'll pull all the colors for you and make a cohesive palette. They're not random, they're cohesive on purpose. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's a great tool. Because we're in the DIY industry and we're using paint colors galore. Yeah. 
So there's nothing wrong with taking some of the favorite colors that you're using every day. 100%. And yeah. and use those in decorating or, or creating as an aesthetic yes. as a starting point. For sure. And too, like I said to Jacqueline back in the day, I used to carry around paint chips. So if you're taking photos for your brand and your social media, if you happen to come across a building that's the right shade of blue, you could take a photo standing in front of it and it will fit that brand. And it's just sort of pulling those colors out of the world. And it's actually kind of fun to look for those colors in reality. And you find it like I used to have a feed that had pops of orange and you'd be surprised you find orange everywhere you start looking for it. So it's, it can be quite fun actually to do that. Yeah. And little inside scoop on me. I used to love going to Medjima more <laughs> and stand in front of their wall of color swatches and just pick those color tones. Mm -hmm. And I think when I um, had opened up my first location, yeah. I actually took the colors from my home and put them in my store. And that was one of the first questions that everyone asked me was, what's the color that's on your walls? Mm -hmm. um, just because it had that nice warm feeling of home. Yes. And um, it's still a color that I love to incorporate uh, in in my own branding which and that's is yeah that's great because it really speaks to you and I think too the internet is really tricky because we get wrapped up in other people's aesthetics and we're always like jumping to and from the next big thing but if you look internally and you like think about stuff that really inspires you whether it is a paint chip or it could be a cool car you saw or anything that you that really speaks to you harness that because your brand doesn't have to be the same as everybody else's you could do something totally different but as long as it's unique and speaks to your brand specifically I think that's important and that will be what makes you stand out from everyone yes, else which is sure. what we want to be unique in some way because this business there are a lot of people doing the yeah. same thing that we are so I uh, same with graphic designers right yeah. there's so many out there yes that you have to stick out some way and I think too a lot of the times we want to ride the trends especially in the DIY business like the modern farmhouse is obviously the big thing right and now Joanna Gaines yeah such a pivotal yeah. you she's know influencer in the industry right everyone's seeing what she's doing she's definitely set the tone for how we think this industry should look but I think it's a great idea to challenge that and say you know that is a trend and that will change over time I, I'm already getting sick of you know certain things I've seen so, so many times and as a business owner you have to be able to evolve with the times so creating branding that's timeless is great because it will stand the test of over the trends and you know we can create new sign and sign templates that maybe on the new trend that comes about but your core branding is timeless and will stay the same Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, one of the things that we try to stick with is like that mono monochromatic look where Definitely. there's just a two colors um, and mm -hmm. same thing with the fonts. I mean, you've done a great job in helping us with helping articulate my ideas and actually yes. putting them into visuals on, you know, which which fonts are we going to be using consistently depending on... Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what workshop we're doing. Exactly. And your brand is flexible enough that if a trend comes along, we can accommodate those changes. But keeping the, the same essence of who Homeworks is as a business and people come to expect a certain type of experience when they come there. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, now, those are just some of the branding basics that you've just covered. And yes. it, there's a lot more yes. than what you just discussed. Can talk uh, for days about branding. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot of fun because we get to put our own personal touches on what that branding looks like for of us. Of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, I am excited to share that Rosemary is going to be a part of our workshop, our two-day event happening at the end of January so for exciting. other DIYers in, in the industry. And now it's open to anybody across Canada, uh, even if you're in the U.S. And so 
I know Rosemary, you're going to be chatting a little bit about graphic design, a lot about branding and, uh, and hopefully help us with photography tips as well. Yeah. Photography is something we haven't really talked too much about. So hopefully at the workshop, if you come, we can give you some insider tips on how to streamline it, that as well. Yeah. Which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for your yes, time today you. and chatting, uh, about branding and how we can implement that in our business. So if we have listeners who want to contact you and reach you, what's the best place that they can find you? Yeah. So you can visit my website rosemarymarch.com and you can also contact me at hello at rosemarymarch.com I love speaking to business owners so feel free to reach out if you have questions and if you're just curious about what it's like to work with a graphic designer we did do another podcast about that so if you want a little more information about how that process works definitely check that out okay so if people were interested in in you doing their branding yeah what would that look like um, we just would open the initial conversation about your business and see if we we're going to be a good fit. And then I work on an hourly basis. So it's very straightforward and we just quote by project by project. So there's no pressure. It's a great, um, and because of our experience level at the studio, it's a great way to dip your feet in the water of hiring a designer. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for offering that to yes. our listeners. And, uh, we will definitely keep an eye on Rosemary, check out her social media stuff too. Um, she's a wealth of information and just by seeing what she's doing, you'll learn a lot. So thanks for having you, Jacqueline. This is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business, and be inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend.